I'm just, I feel like, I'm sorry, I should have fucking done more prep on this. Uh, done this before we started, really, shouldn't we? Shut your fucking balls up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We're almost at 50% bald now, so you can shut the fuck up. At some point, you'll be the minority, all right, you piece I, of shit. To be piece honest of shit. with you, with, with my hairline, I think we are at 50%. No, no. Dave, Dave, is, you'll, you'll know the difference when it happens. Remember when, my, when my hairline started about here? <laughs> just, just okay, between mine and... Between mine and Gav's hairlines, I think we're at fifty percent now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely taken me longer and longer to wash my face in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Joel. And I'm Dave. And today we are going to be picking our choices for the Oscars 2023 in several categories, including Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and of course, Best Film. So what we're going to be doing here is discussing all of the nominations at the 2023 Academy Awards and choosing who we think and maybe who we would prefer to win in those specific categories. So without further hesitation, let's kick things off with Best Supporting Actress. So as a little reminder, the Best Supporting Actress nominations are Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2, Hong Chao for The Whale, Kerry Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once as well. So starting with Dave, who do you think is walking away with this prize? Uh, my head and my heart say two different things. I want Angela Bassett to win. I really do. I, I thought she was great in Black, in Black Panther. We're kind of forever. Uh, I'd love to see her walk away with this prize just because I adore Angela Bassett. Uh, but my head is telling me this might be Jamie Lee Curtis's year. I think mm -hmm. she's, she's done quite well in awards season so far. I think she's done slightly better than Angela Bassett. I think Jamie Lee Curtis could get this one. I think honorable mention, though, to Hong Chow for The Whale, because she was brilliant in that. So I wouldn't begrudge it to her. But I want Bassett. I think we're going to get Curtis. Okay. I want Bassett. I want Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Bassett. <laughs> Who does it, Dave? Who doesn't? <laughs> does, does anybody think that somebody else might win it, or does somebody want somebody else? I, I would like... The, uh, Stephanie Sue to get it to be honest I'd really like her to get it I thought as you know in the in the role of best supporting actress I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was good as like a, a fun cameo but I think supporting actress I think Stephanie Sue had to do a bit more in that film much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis I, and I thought she was absolutely fantastic in that supporting role I, I think she sort of the film was very good but I, I really really thought she made it as the uh, as the antagonist so yeah I'm I'm rooting for Stephanie Sue I thought she was good enough to get the Oscar and I wanted to get it as well so head and heart matched okay anybody else I'm, 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 I think I w what I would really like, as you said before, Dave, I would love Angela Bassett to get it. I, I think Angela Bassett is absolutely fantastic. I just don't know if she would get it for Black Panther. You know, it's it's just because it's a big Marvel movie, and I think there might be a pushback from the voters. I think they're going to think, doesn't matter how good the performance is, 
it's a Marvel film. You know, we, we, I look at previous performances that we've had in Marvel films like uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Infinity War or, or Endgame, sorry. You know, that was a fantastic performance, but never going to be recognized because it's a Marvel film. And I think that if Angela Bassett didn't even get nominated for Malcolm X, then, you know, I just find it hard to believe that she's going to get it. Not, not saying that her performance wasn't good because it was great, but it's just that kind of Marvel factor, which I think is going to be the sticking point. Sometimes, though, the Oscars, it's about who deserves it sometimes over the career, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, they sometimes hand it out to people. So I wouldn't be surprised if Angela Bassett did get it, regardless of a performance in, you know, Wakanda Forever, just because maybe maybe it's a turn. Maybe. And, and, you know, I think maybe the same with Jamie Lee Curtis as well. She's had a storied career. And I wouldn't be annoyed if she got it because I think... Yeah, fair enough the, the amount that she's put in but for me i think it's hong chow i think she was absolutely fantastic as liz in the whale also right off the back of the menu as well she played elsa in that if you remember she was brilliant in that i think that you know hopefully she'll appear in more and more films and she'll get more recognition down the line so moving on to best supporting actor we've got brendan gleason for the banshees of Sharon, judd hirsch for the fablemans Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inner Sharon as well, Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. So, starting with Joel, who would you like this award to go to and why? Uh, Brendan Gleeson. I just think it was just a classic kind of Brendan Gleeson performance, and I think he's overdue as well. I know like, he's had quite a, a lot of acclaim for, for this role already, but I think getting the Oscar thought it would just be like the the cherry on top of the icing of the cake type of thing so I, I think a lot of them to be honest you could make arguments for you know everything everywhere all at once is um getting quite a lot of acclaim as well so I think you know if Kihoi Kwang got that you know wouldn't really argue type of thing but for me um you know I think Brendan Gleeson is long overdue as well so that's my vote thanks Joel anybody vote anybody else Alex? Kihoi Kwan. I think you're going to see a theme running through my uh, Oscar picks here, but <laughs> <laughs> Kihoi Kwan. Uh, his, his, his monologue in the film where he talks to uh, Michelle Yeoh's character about how to be kind and that's this type of fighting actually gets me every single time. I've seen it twice and I cried my eyes out both times and seeing that bit. It's probably my favourite bit. I, I think his performance is uh, astounding in it. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely rooting for Kihoi Kwan. Yeah, I would love Kihoi Kwan to get the nod. But I once again, I just think it's what your heart wants and what your head thinks. And as much as my heart would want it, something about it, I'm just thinking that Barry Keoghan is going to get the nod for Banshees of Inner Sharon. He's had a, he's a, it's been mixed, I think, between the two of them so far in the awards season. I think they've split. Maybe it's been more towards Kihoi Kwan, but... I wouldn't be surprised if the Oscars recognised Barry Keoghan this time around. Okay, any anybody, any other uh, suggestions? No, for me, head and heart both say Kihoi Kwan. I want him to get it, and I think he's going to do it. Hey. Good stuff. Okay, moving on to Best Actor. So in that category, we've got Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mezcal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for living. Austin, any thoughts from yourself? Who do you think is going to walk away with this prize? Um, 
just because we share a name, I'd like to say Austin himself. Because <laughs> why not? You know, great name, playing a big, big character. But from everything, I've not seen uh, the film, actually. I, I wanted to get out to see it, and then I just read so much terrible things about it. I just can't imagine he's going to he's gonna walk away with it. Um, well, but he did get I, the BAFTA. You know, let's not forget he did get the BAFTA. I mean, obviously, that's a great one. Maybe we'll get it back. Actually, I think I just because I like him as a he seems a nice man, Bill Nye. I think. Okay. I, really like <laughs> I, I like it that your choices are based on either the name or how nice they see yeah. in person. <laughs> That's how I pick my Grand National horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I think personally, as much as I didn't really like Elvis the film, one thing that you can't deny was Austin Butler's performance as the man himself. He was absolutely magnetic. And it goes to show that, you know, he's picked up the, the best actor win in the BAFTAs for that as well. I think, once again, it's a case of heart and head. My heart really wants Brendan Fraser to walk away with this for the whale because that performance was fantastic. It was such an emotional gut punch. The journey that that man took you through in that film was amazing. Didn't but you I, say the opening scene was one of your all-time favorites as well? I will say, I will say that the opening scene brought back I, memories well, of your own. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will say that I, I, uh, I had spoken to a, a colleague in work beforehand, and I was like, I'm going to take my wife's mum to the cinema tonight because <laughs> my wife's away on a research trip. I'm going to take her to the cinema. We're going to go and watch The Whale. Do you think it's okay for <laughs> a film to take your mother-in-law to? And they were like, Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's a really good film. Within the opening minute of the film, <laughs> there's a 400-pound Brendan Fraser sweatily, furiously masturbating over Paul. Still, I still think that's spoilers. Do you know what I mean? I st I still, I'm still not happy about that. I didn't know. Where, I, honestly, I put my hands over her eyes and I was like, don't look. She's like, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. And I'm, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really want Brendan Fraser to walk away with it. But I do think, as you were alluding to earlier, Alex, I think that sometimes the Oscars go for long overdue. And I think maybe they might be thinking it's Colin Farrell's time here. See, now... <laughs> Colin Farrell and the Banshees of Inner Sharing. Isn't he playing? He plays like a thick Irishman, doesn't he? <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm just saying it's not, maybe it's not a massive, do you know what I mean? It's not like, not a massive stretch for Colin, is it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to like, you know, it's not, <laughs> oh, it's, not pushing his, it's not pushing the envelope, I don't think. So I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Colin, I oh, doubt I, Colin's listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much doubt he's listening. For the record, I thought he gave a great performance. It was, it was very different. You know what? He seems like a nice guy, Colin Farrell. He seems he like he's mellow. pushing his boundaries as well, to be fair, because he was good as the um, Penguin as well. And he yeah. was brilliant as the Penguin. Um, you know, taking different roles and stuff these days, isn't he? So, you know what, do you know what I like about Colin Farrell? I don't think he's my favourite actor or like maybe the best, but he always puts like a hundred percent in. I always feel like he always tries his best. And like you know, that's like an gets a gold star. <laughs> it's like, well, you tried your best. Like, I'm just a parents' <laughs> evening, so I'm, I'm like, fucking well. <laughs> I I actually like him as an actor. I think he's a really good actor, to be honest. I, I, he, if he, and as Joel said, I think he's really pushing himself as of late. If, if within the space of about six months, he'd appeared in Banshees of Inner Sharon, you know, like big Oscar type film. He appeared in The Batman, playing a completely different character, so much so that so many people didn't realize it was actually him. 
that's a big massive blockbuster film and then he appeared in this film called after yang as well which i thought he just gave such a brilliant performance in and then add that to like the killing of a sacred deer the lobster i think he's put in some really good performances over the years you've seen cassandra's dream <laughs> i have i have <laughs> i'll bet you have i'll bet you have you can't just you can't just hate an actor just for one terrible performance in a terrible i don't film. hate i don't hate colin for that film trust me i know where the blame lays for that film <laughs> <laughs> okay does anybody think anybody else on that list is going to walk away with this uh i'm close to what you thought gab i, I want brendan fraser to get it but i actually think it's going to go to austin butler so oh, i'm wow. close to your assessment but i think austin butler is going to get this one for simply carrying that film uh with mm. with this incredible performance yeah it was a huge weight on his shoulders there especially it was tom hanks in a fat suit as well <laughs> yeah yeah that doesn't help <laughs> uh, what about paul mezcal no love for paul mezcal no nope. i like the guy but i think paul mezcal is going to be happy to be there isn't he he's i mean he's come out of nowhere in terms of like hollywood circles he's just like jumped out of the shadows essentially with this film and i think he deserves his nomination but I think the fact that he's got a nomination is in itself a little victory. I, I, I controversially didn't think he was that good in After Sun. I, I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he was brilliant in Normal People. Uh, and I've seen that he's been cast in Streetcar Named Desire in the West End. And I think he's going to be fantastic in that. But as, in After Sun, as... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, as Stanley Kowalski. <laughs> not <blanched. laughs> Yeah. I've always wanted to see him with a southern debonair. Like, <laughs> I've always thought of a kind of strangers. Uh, no, but I, I thought that the performance was a little bit subdued, to be honest. It, it just it wasn't as, as good as I was expecting. And I think it's because the film was very sort of subtle. And if you were going into it think, expecting that there was going to be this big powerhouse of a performance, you might have been a bit disappointed. Maybe that's, that's why I was disappointed. Maybe if, if I wouldn't have thought, oh, wow, he's fantastic. Can't wait to see what, what he brings. Then it would have been a bit better for me. But yeah, anyway, I digress. Moving on to Best Actress. We've got Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All At Once, starting with... Should we ask Alex about this one, see, see what he thinks? <laughs> you might already know it's definitely Michelle Yeoh uh, for everything everywhere all at once a little bit you know when you think about whose turn it is she's had a great career you know she's done some great films fantastic and this one you know this definitely puts her in the contending for, for an Oscar an amazing performance you know from the just partly just from the acting but also from the action as well yeah, I, I think I think you're trying to say is Michelle Yeoh has been acting in films since like 1984, yes. and that the, the, finally it feels like she's getting the recognition that she deserves. You know, she's been putting in fantastic performances for decades, like and she's always gone. Like <laughs> and she feels like she's kind of gone under the radar, and finally it feels like she's getting some recognition. That's what I meant, Gav. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody else? I mean, it's. I feel like this is a 50-50 race. I don't think anybody else has, has had to look in apart from Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett, to be honest. Any any thoughts for Kate Blanchett? Uh, I think, I think she's going to get it. Yeah. Oh. So, sorry, uh, Joel? I think it's a done deal, to be honest. I think Kate Blanchett will get it, but if Michelle Yeoh does get it, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, like... I, to echo what Dave said, yeah, I agree with him. 
Yeah, so I, to- I think Kate Blanchett's probably going to be the winner on the night. I want it to be Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Andrea Riceborough's performance into Leslie because her nomination actually drew a bit of backlash, as I'm sure everyone's aware of. We don't need to go into it. But I just want to say she did give a fantastic performance into Leslie. I watched it just the other night and she deserves this nomination. She was fantastic. I don't think she's going to win on the night, but she deserves her place there. She was brilliant. Yeah, even to be nominated, as you were saying before, with regards to Paul Mezcal, mm-hmm. is a massive, massive achievement. And I think it's completely unfair, the backlash, to be honest. The fact that they used the the connections of the actress and the director to get a a seat at the table. I don't think there's anything wrong. What's what's the difference with that? Every other film film has done that, yeah. Exactly. Every year, multiple films do that. People, I feel, just have sour grapes because this did it with a fraction of the money that others spend you know <laughs> like you think about the amount of millions that the production companies spend on advertisements and you know putting up massive billboards right outside where the voting happens and mm-hmm. you know selling delegations to do dances and live performances and sing songs and you know th- this is just like snuck in <laughs> through the through the back door essentially and fair enough but i i, I think I would echo what Joel said. I think that it might be Kate Blanchett's night. I the her performance in, in Tar was just very, very good. And what was great for for it for me was for about forty minutes of the film, I was watching it. Maybe even longer. Maybe even like got to the hour mark, and I was thinking her performance just feels just fake. Like Kate Blanchett is one of my favorite actresses of all time, and she's just so believable in everything. But it just felt like just she she wasn't the character she she was just reading her lines essentially uh, almost like you know when you watch good morning britain or a tv program like that and the presenters they just sound fake and it was only when i realized that the character herself is just it's just a facade basically after the 40 minute hour mark when stuff starts going wrong for a character then you really see her true character come to life you really see the performance then and then all of that bullshit, the facade her being nice to people or pretending to be nice that all falls apart and you see the real person behind the mask and i thought it was fantastic so i wouldn't be surprised if she did walk away with it but i would be gutted that michelle yeah didn't get it but understandable okay right penultimate category here best director we've got martin mcdonough for the banshees of inner sharon the daniels daniel kwan and Shinart for everything everywhere all at once todd field for tar ruben ostland for triangle of sadness and our man steven spielberg for the fablemans so starting with austin what do you think who do you think is going to walk away with the top prize here uh, I feel like uh, Big Steve has had enough Oscars to, uh, <laughs> to 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 shake a stick at. So I would kind of like anyone but him. Not that I don't like him. He's, he's <laughs> stuff, but yeah, just, it'd be nice that it goes somewhere else. Um, so I've not seen uh, any of the films that are nominated. So I've not got a, not got a re- very well formed opinion on this. But just in terms of shaking it up a little bit, I think it'd be nice if he didn't get a look in. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, that's well, my. Should probably be on like the, you know, the deliberation meeting when they decide. Who <laughs> yeah. Got one. He got one a few years back, didn't he? How many has he got now? Yeah, he's, he's, he's only won three. And when you think about the the sheer output that that mm. he's done, the, the absolute fucking all time classics that he's 
created and he's only got three. I think that that's pretty... Only three pairs, you... though, isn't it? Like his films have enough... got shit. Well, yeah, his films have got way more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put enough monkeys in a room together, eventually they'll write Shakespeare. <laughs> or oh, Spielberg. Or <laughs> 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 yeah. You put enough sharks in a room together with a time <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, Dave, where, where are you going with this one? Uh, I want the Daniels to get it. I really want the Daniels to get it for everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it's going to be Spielberg, though. I think it's it's picked up the right momentum at the right time. I think if you listen to the chatter about the awards season, I think Steven Spielberg's got this one in the bag. But I I hope he hasn't. I'm maybe not as bitter about it as Ozzy and was prejudiced against. It. <laughs> but, um, but no, I hope he hasn't. Like like I think Ozzy's right. He has had enough recognition. I want the Daniels, but I don't know whether we're going to get them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think direction-wise, like how ingenious everything everywhere all at once was, the the use of just I, I can't even put into words what I'm trying to say. Basically, it was Alex. You could probably... well, it's like there's there's whole sequences, aren't there, where you're just sometimes flipping through different alternate realities. And you're just getting like snapshots. And if you actually slow them down, they're actually incredibly well detailed looks into like glimpses into worlds that you're getting just in split seconds. Like the amount of effort they've put into the the direction of that film. I just yeah, it, it just it's incredibly well directed just from that, just from the amount of effort they've put into it. So yeah, I would say from there, they definitely did the best directed film. That's that's what I would say. But I can also understand if it's not their year, which will be a shame because I think direction-wise, for the most unique film, yeah. it's definitely them. But I, I, I could see that maybe Martin McDonough or Steven Spielberg would walk away with it. But this is the big one now, best film. We've got the most uh, amount of nominations in a category here. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar 2, Banshees of okay. Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. But she's a bit of sharing. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Two, Maverick, the Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Joel, what are your thoughts? Um, so my immediate thoughts are similar to Alex. Like, I can't believe Avatar Two is even on this list. Like, it just goes to show that you can earn yourself an Oscar nomination just by spunking a load of money up the wall. But, <laughs> um, yes, Spielberg. There's, there's two that stand out for me here, like Top Gun Maverick. I'm really pleased that's on the list, mainly because it's an action film and they're not always on here. Uh, but also just because it really was a good film and it, it's nice to see that, you know, it's it's been recognised for that. Um, but my pick would definitely be All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I just think the whole package is absolutely amazing. And I think the score, which you know it's also nominated for, is probably one of the best scores I've heard like within the last 10, 20 years. It's just absolutely uh, insane. It fits the whole thing like really well. Um, you know, people often talk about like anti-war films and that type of thing. And I think this is like the purest example of that. I don't think it will win, but you know, that would be that would be my pick. Thank you very much, Joel. I, I, I don't want to go to Aussie because I imagine that you probably have not seen any of them. <laughs> I've seen at least three. Okay, so out of those three, which would you say? I'm probably going to go Top Gun. I think he's. Uh, I think it might just be to shake it all up. I think what a, what an awful but amazing film. It was like everything you want in a film 
it's completely not Oscars uh, worthy. It's not Oscar bait. It's none of that. But it's exactly what like the entire masses that love that film. It's brilliant. It captured everything about the original and blew it up into another world. Um, I really don't want Avatar to win. I imagine uh, what's the one I was thinking that might might get it. I think All Quiet on the Western Front was fantastic, like Joel said. I reckon that will probably win, but I'd like Top Gun to win. Okay, thank you very much, Ozzy. Alex? Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Top Gun, I did find it very entertaining, but I do think the Tom just hasn't quite got himself back into the Hollywood fold, I think, after the, after the Scientology and everything like that. I just don't think they want oscars to be anywhere near that i just think it's still a bit of a bit of a hot area for them uh no i'm gonna go with and also i'm disgusted that avatar the way of water is even like anywhere near it, it i'm still upset i'm still genuinely upset about that I thought film you yeah. loved avatar one yeah we were at the cinema together so i'm not <laughs> i'm not going through this again with you i was desperately upset at watching avatar the way of water within about the first 40 seconds when i realized i was i was just like what are they doing what are they what is going it, it was just a car crash of a film that lasted for three and a half hours I, I hated every minute of it um but i'm gonna go for everything everywhere all at once surprisingly enough considering i've picked everything else in the categories but uh, i'm also gonna say not partly because i think it's the best film and i'd like it to win but i also and i read this so i'm not going to pass it off as, as my own it kind of the oscars isn't doing so well anymore do you know what i mean the oscars isn't quite what it used to be people aren't really as interested and especially like the new generation i don't think you know younger people aren't as bothered about the oscars it's just not as important it's more irrelevant i think in the streaming age than it's ever been and I think everything everywhere all at once I read it taps into a few different everyone just likes it like all different peoples like it you know the people who like indie films like it people who like action films like it like young people like it so I think in a bid for relevance and it being a good film I'm definitely going to go for uh, everything everywhere all at once okay thank you very much Alex and Dave uh not got much more to add than that i want everything everywhere all at once to win and i think it's going to do it i think for some of the reasons alex has mentioned there and also they they've been doing really well on the campaign trail really getting this film out there and noticed i i think it's going to do it i'm confident that everything everywhere all at once will win best picture brilliant thank you very much i would also agree as well i think there's some really good films there i do think that there's been a few that have been thrown in maybe just to as alex said to try and appease the masses Piss me off it's <laughs> <laughs> just there's just no fucking way there's just no fucking way at all that avatar 2 could no. be considered a good film never no. mind one of the best films of the year no. and it's a slap in the face to all the films that weren't able to get nominated <laughs> Yeah. The Batman. Uh, Where's well, the Batman's parade? <laughs> where, where is the Batman? Uh, Top Gun Maverick, as much as I enjoyed it, it, it shouldn't be in this category at all. No, it's, no, maybe it's, not. It's just, it's just bringing eyes onto the prize, isn't it? You know, it's people trying to get people in to watch it. Like, oh, could it be Could it be a big blockbuster that's going to win it? No, it's not. But, you know, you've tuned in anyway, so you're here now, watch it. I think there's some really good films there. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front, as Joel said before, brilliant. Would love to see that win. Banshees of Inisherin, absolutely beautiful film, but my heart and my head both say everything, everywhere, all at once. I think Alex summed it up very nicely there, and I would be very, very surprised if it didn't walk away with this best film prize, because I think 
it was not only one of the best films of 2022, but maybe one of the best films that I've seen in a long time, to be honest. So that is it. You've got our picks. What did you guys think? Let us know by sending us a little message on Twitter with what you would have picked yourself. Is there anything there that you agree with us on? Or was there anything that you massively disagree with us on? Do you, did anybody think that Avatar 2 was a good film? Let us know. Do you I didn't think... really think The Banshees of Inner Sharon was a good film. Really? <laughs> I just thought, just as you're wrapping up, I'd throw that that fucking bombshell into oh, this Oscars thing. Goodness. <laughs> why, why, why do you hate donkeys so much, man? <laughs> uh, you know what? As Colin Fowle said in the film, it was a pony. So you were paying. You know what? You know what? I, I'll throw another bombshell out there. I don't particularly think that a triangle is this sadder shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So if you like this little mini episode, check out more Films on Trial content on filmsontrial.co.uk. Check us out on all streaming platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there. And check us out on all the socials at Film Trials on Twitter and Films on Trial on everything else. So we will resume our regular scheduling in a couple of days when our trial of Nope is going to hopefully land in your ears. But until then, goodbye. John, what's that fucking speed up sign, you cheeky punk? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little uh, emotion thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's bringing a little emotion out of me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> for, oh! <laughs> How dare you, right?